Before thee let my cry come near, O Lord, true to thy word, teach me before thee. We are thankful that you are able to join us today as Pastor Mark Robinette preaches another sermon at Foundation Church here in Mount Sterling, Ohio. If this message is an encouragement to you, and we pray that it will be, please consider taking the time to go to www.foundationfellowshipchurch.org and let us know. Thank you, and may the Lord richly bless you through His Word. Let my lips thy praise confess, yea, of thy word my tongue would sing, yea, Greetings this Lord's Day in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy holy name. You guys know that psalm, Psalm 92? To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery and upon the harp and the solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad. Through thy work, I will triumph in the works of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works. Hasn't God done so many great things for us? Amen. Amen. Obviously, this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And uh, I was, uh, for a little bit of inspiration, I was reading Charles Spurgeon, uh, one of his Thanksgiving sermons. And I thought it was pretty funny how he began his address to his congregation. Do you know at the time he preached, he had the largest church in the world. Uh, At least he said that in his his message. Uh, But he said, there are some who um, are so serious about their opposition of the separation of church and state that because the government has declared a time of national thanksgiving, They will refuse to give thanks this week, just on principle, you know, and he said, he said, uh, I certainly am opposed to, you know, the, the, the intrusive church and state union myself. But he said, if they were to declare every day, uh, a solemn Thanksgiving to God, that would be okay with me. (laughs) Um, so, you know, it's not a holy day in the sense that God has called us to, you know, pick out the, what is it, the third Thursday of every November. I, I don't even know what the designation is, but the third Thursday of every November whereby we are to give thanks. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's good to stop and give thanks. You know, it's kind of like in the house, if, if something is everybody's job, it's nobody's job, Right. And if there's never a time to give thanks, then oftentimes we just never give thanks. And so we have an opportunity with our families this week, uh, starting today, if you haven't already started, to stop. Everybody say stop. Stop. And give thanks. Uh, I say why make it a day? Why don't we just make it a whole week? A week of Thanksgiving. And you might 
You may even wonder, like, what, what, is, what is there to give thanks? Well, if I started on that, we're done. I can tell you right now, I'll start crying right now. Uh, and, and we'll just, we'll skip the liturgy and I can just, you know, I'll just, I'll just go right into it because we almost have to intentionally forget about the good things God done has done for us to be able to not just cry because he's been good. And some of you are half scared and you should be because in a little bit, we're going to talk about it. Benita, you're going to have to hold on to that pew in front of you because sometimes we need to stop and give thanks. Amen? Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for He is good. Everybody say it with me. Because His mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that His mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say let them now that fear the Lord say, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. And therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compass me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compass me about, yea, they compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns, for in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord help me. The Lord is my strength and my song and has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go in, and I will praise the Lord. The gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send me now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even under the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, and I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Let us pray. Lord, we pray today that you would pour out upon us and revive our soul with the the fatness of thanksgiving. Lord, that it would bubble out of our hearts and out of our mouths and into our homes and into the world around us that the Lord is good and his mercy 
endures forever. Lord, that we would not hold our mouths shut when we are around our relatives and we are around those maybe that do not fear you, but that we would acknowledge you. That we would talk about the prayers that you have answered. That we would talk about the comfort that you have given. That we would talk about the mercy that you have bestowed. And Lord, as we remember that mercy, may it cause us to be merciful on others. Lord, we pray and we long to hear your voice today. We pray and we long for you to feed us with manna from heaven. And we are thankful that you have brought us into your house one more Sunday. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the church said, Amen. Amen. shortest text for a for my sermon that I have had in a really long time. First Thessalonians chapter 5, starting in verse 18 and ending in verse 18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we have answered the invitation to stop our regular lives and to forget about all of the things that normally fill our minds. And Lord, it's hard to do that sometimes. Sometimes even while we sit here, we think about those things. But Lord, help us today to put them out. And may we stop for just a little while. And give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You see, life was simpler for me when I was a child. The Bible tells us that with the increase of knowledge comes sorrow. And it and it does. It seems the more that I know, the more experiences I have, the harder it is for me to give myself fully to the joy of some things. Life gets more complicating as times go by. But it's also true that the longer that I walk with God, that the deeper my joy in Him becomes. Amen? You see, it's not that your joy decreases, it's that your joy in the things around you, in the people around you, in the circumstances around you, they fade because you know how temporary they are. And you learn about the constancy of God. David said, I will praise Him because He's the same all the time. He doesn't uh, one day... uh, Smile when we see him, but the next day he frowns at us. And he doesn't one day like us and want to be our best buddy and the next day ignore us and pretend we're not around. God doesn't do that, amen? Now, my sermon title, I've said it already about 15 times and I'm going to say it again. Stop. 
and give thanks. Now, my hard emphasis is on the word stop. Everybody say stop. stop. You see, that's an emphasis that I need today. Maybe you do too. A big stop. We need a lot of those. And apparently we need at least one big one every single week. Amen? Because that's what he does. He says, come on in. Come on in and be with me. Cast aside everything. Lay all your burdens on me. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. God invites us to stop. You see, the spirit of the age, and if we're honest, our, the spirit of most of our lives is go, 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 get it done. Go to the next thing. Make the next appointment. Set the reminder. Don't miss it. Get up on time. Run out the door. Eat the food. Come in. Get this done. Clean this. Set this up. Go to the next thing. Oh, hurry up and let's get this done. That's our pace of our lives. I have begun to feel like a man caught up in a swollen, rushing river trying to reach around and grab something to stop me, but nothing can stop me. And I just keep going. Do you guys know what I'm, do you guys know what I'm talking about? That's what I think. I think I'm, I kind of like, I want to stop because the life that I really want to live is not just rushing along, but I want to stop. Now you think of me as a gregarious person, and I am, but I'm telling you, the most wonderful moments in my life have been like this. Just, I remember we went all across the world. I remember we traveled all across the country. I mean, we went up in these mountains, and we went around, and we were rocks, and it was going, and there were... Uh, if I, even, it would t- I would be worn out if I told you the whole how we got there. But I remember, Elizabeth, I remember when we got to... To the very top of the very last mountain to the village. And there was, a, there, there was no road coming out of that place. And I remembered being invited into the home of Pastor Nankong's brother. And, and I went in there and I sat down. And I just said, oh, if I could just stay here. I was looking out over mountain scenery I'd never seen. And I'm seeing palm trees. And, and I'm, in this, I'm in this room. And oh man, it was just so good. Like, I just, can I stay here like a month? Can I just, just be right here? It's funny how God can see to it that we stop. We're all too busy, too booked, too scheduled, trying to cram it all in. Too busy though, doing what? We all say everything we're doing is important and we got to do it and we can't miss it and we got to get it done. That's what we say until... And I know I'm cranked up, but I haven't even gotten started. So just just prepare yourself. God sees to it. I remember one day me and Luke went out of my garage at the house on Hoover. And I don't even have any idea what my plan was for later that day. But I remember walking in the garage and, and being I wanted him to be impressed with my new table saw. And I flipped it on and, and I'm like, check it out. And he went to put his hand and to feed a piece of wood on the wrong side. And I knew how dangerous it was. So I grabbed it. I said, oh, don't do that. He looked at me and said, why? I said, because if you do that, and I put it down there myself and did it, here's what will happen. And what I did, it pulled my finger right through the saw and almost cut my finger. Stop. I looked at Luke. Luke, do you remember? And I said, you want to spend five hours with me? Do you think it was my plan to hang out for five hours with Luke Downey that day? But 
when your finger's bleeding and it's half cut off and it needs sewed up, you got to stop. I can't even count the times in my life that my life stopped for stitches. Everybody say, stop for stitches. <laughs> We're going to the ER, right? Car accidents happen and we stop, right? Uh, our car breaks down. Uh, where's Elaine? Elaine, our car breaks. He's got even here. Our car breaks down. And what do we do? We stop. Why? Oh, well, we were going somewhere, but we're not going anywhere right now. And we're like, oh, man, we stop. <coughs> Death. Everything stops, right? All, we, all, all the things we had to do at work, the things we had to do with this thing, the thing we had, it's done. Everything we had planned to do, everything in that moment changed. When somebody close to you dies, everything stops. Now, I'm not trying to be morbid, but what I'm trying to point out is that we can stop. Because, Amy, we will stop when our finger needs sewed up. We will stop when somebody dies. We will stop when the car won't go, right? I mean, nobody wants to be sitting on 71 for five hours. But when you're there and you can't turn around and you can't go this way, where are you? You're just, you're there. Like it or not, plan it or not, we stop. American poet Emily Dickinson said it this way. This is, this is in my mind all the time because I'm, I'm rushing, I'm rushing, I'm rushing. Emily Dickinson said this, because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me. The carriage held but just ourselves and immortality. We slowly drove. He knew no haste. And I had put away my labor and my leisure too for his civility. You might go that He said, what Emily Dickinson captured here is that death stops it all. Now, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not getting into a death sermon here. But it is the sudden stop. Today I am inviting you to stop. Can we say stop? Stop. And give thanks. God has been so very good to me. He's been so very good to all of us. And I, I find myself at times wanting to just stop and just go, Oh God, thank you for all the things that you've done for me. And, and if I were to begin a work of trying to tell myself or God... About what he's done for me, I'm telling you right now. Now, you, your mind's about to go there. And when it does, I'm just telling you, be prepared. We don't, in fact, we have to not think about it in order to just go on with life. St. Augustine, whom I named my son Valiant Augustine after, took 20,000 words to stop and give thanks. I don't know if you've ever read it. It's called, it's called Confessions. And Derek, you talk about a way to write a book. I mean, it takes away all pride, all pretense, and he starts it off. The book is to God. He's like, oh God, I was so lost. And he starts telling the story. Do you see where we're about to go? Has God been good to you? You're, every one of you in this room is going to just, you're going to, you're going to cry. If you think about it, giving thanks is simply acknowledging God in our lives. He's everywhere, everywhere in every good thing. 
James just tells us that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of His own will begat He us. Amen? By the word of His power. Our memory verse for the month from Luke 17, which we read earlier, which some of us have already learned it and quoted it. God offers us a reminder that we need not soon forget. Here in the story of ten lepers, we might see ourselves as the nine. But I pray with God's help that we could be the tenth today. It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into A certain village there met him ten men. Everybody say ten men. That were lepers. And they stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And like those men, we were far from God. And we cried unto him to save us. And some of you, 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 wait a minute, I'm just a little bit too dignified. I don't want to remember that right now. That's a little bit too much. Maybe, Luke, you remember working at the candle shop. And you remembered a broken heart. And you remembered in the agony of your moment, you wanted so much for something to change in your life. You wanted God to come in and stop everything because without Him, you didn't know if you could go on. Do you remember that day? I do. And I remember that I had plans that day, but I remember when the phone rang, I remember that whatever plan I had stopped. Everybody say it stopped. Because I didn't know what God had planned, but I had hoped. Maybe you remember that day. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Oh, to be cleansed by the hand of God. What could be a better gift to remember but being cleansed by God? We indeed, God's elect, washed in the precious blood of Jesus, forgiven, hanging uh, heavily over our heads and separating us from the holiness of God, our sin was like a rotting stench in the nostrils of God. But taking pity upon us and hearing our cry, He cleansed us. Sometimes we forget. We're afraid to be reminded that we are those lepers. We forget who we were when God spoke the words to us. You are forgiven. You are clean. We, the scripture says, who were afar off have been made near, drawn under the wings of this care. Oh, merciful Savior, may we be forever grateful for that day. But as the story goes, and... and Verse 15 of Luke 17, it says, and one of them, say one of them, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back 
Oh God, make us like this man today. May we stop. May I turn back. May I, when I remember what he has done for me, turn back and stop and give thanks. Sometimes when I'm in the middle of being busy and I'm full, uh, uh, I stop for a moment and I think about what God has done for me. There's a song that comes to my heart. And it's like, oh, and I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me. My soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. You may not have that in your memory, your repertoire, but I got it in mind. And I, I oftentimes will just go, wow. I think some of us are a little too dignified for God. We're more dignified than this man, I can tell you that right now. Because if we did what this man did in here, some of you might go, I don't know about that. I don't know if we ought to do that now. Let's get a little bit carried away. As the story goes, he went back. When he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice. And you go, Mark's screaming today. He's going to wake up my children. He's going crazy. Oh, but the Bible doesn't add extra words, does it, Steve? It didn't say he used his inside voice. You guys ever tell your kids, use your inside voices now. (laughs) Now we don't want to get too carried away. We don't want to get too excited now. But he says, with a loud voice, he glorified God. I saw a a movie that I liked I would recommend called My All-American. And it's about a football player who loved God, wanted to serve God. It's a, it's a very touching story. It's a very powerful story. And uh, every, everyone in here ought to watch it. Every kid in here ought to see it. And I, I don't want to be a spoiler, but he really, really wanted to play college ball. But he was a little fella. But he was good. And him and his, him and his buddy, they went to a college together. And they get interviewed by the, 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 the main head coach of the big college football team. And... And he can't believe it, Luke. He can't believe it. He's been offered a, a position to play football. And, of course, he's sitting there. And he's, he's trying to be as dignified as possible. And he, they offer it to the other guy, too. And the other guy's like, you mean we're both going to get a play? It's like, okay. And so they're like, yes, sir. We'll, we'll be here. We'll, we'll report for duty. And the door closes. And the two coaches sit in there. And they're looking at each other and they're quiet. And I'm kind of wondering what the camera's doing. He goes, wait for it. Wait for it. And all of a sudden you hear, woo! You hear them out there in the hallway. They've, they went running as fast as they could to the nearest payphone. Woo! We're in, we're in, we're in. You see, joy and thankfulness is not dignified. It is not reserved and held back. And when people hold back their thanksgiving and they make it polite... And their appreciation to God so, uh, you know, outlined and structured. I really think we missed something here, don't you? Because the man, when he saw that he was healed, he did what I would hope you would do. And what I'm recommending that the Bible, that Jesus pointed out. He said, were there not ten? But what did the man do? The man stopped what he was doing. He turned He returned and with a loud voice, he glorified God. Tim pointed something out up here on the pulpit I'm going to share with you. You see, the rules were that he needed to go to see the priest, right? 
But when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. Now you might go, you know, he did something wrong. He broke the rules. He was told what to do and he didn't do it. He he. Joy, joy sometimes just goes, woo, and gets excited. Oh, are we going to be a shouting church? Are we going to run? Is Pastor Mark, has he gone Pentecostal? Is he going to run around the building and jump over the pews? Well, what if I do? What are you going to do about it? You'll just, someone will grab a camera and we'll go viral. I've done it before. With less room to run than this. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Somehow, I can't hear those words. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Can, can you hear it like that? That's why we open up our service. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Why do we do that? Man, I hope you feel like that when you come in the house of God. I hope that you have stopped what you're doing. I hope that when you stand up and you're like, all that's behind me and I'm done with all that. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. And you might go, well, now, I don't know exactly if that's in the Westminster Shorter Catechism. (laughs) It's in the story of Jesus. In the story of Jesus wondering why all ten of them didn't do it. Why all ten of them didn't go, I'm healed. I don't know. Woo! I, woo! And he come back and folks, he didn't kneel. That, did you hear what? Did you read the song? He kneeled and with a quiet voice he said, Lord, we thank you. No, the Bible says he turned back and with a loud voice he glorified God and he fell on his face. Oh! Now you go. Now, Pastor Robinette, what has gotten into you today? You see, if Jesus pointed this out and he wondered why the other nine didn't do it, what do you think he's saying to us today? Have you not been healed? Have you not been cleansed? Has God not found you in your darkness and brought you into His marvelous light? Oh, but we're Presbyterians. We might be the wrong kind of Presbyterians. If we can't do what Jesus wished all ten would have done. When I was a Pentecostal, they used to remind us how David danced in his underwear. You guys remember this? What about that? Don't worry. (laughs) Mrs. Robinette, well, she got a cold and she almost wasn't here. And if that would have happened... Then you never know. But Mrs. Robinette is here, and so the man of God is not going to dance in his underwear today. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. Everybody say, forget not. All His benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. And crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. So that thy youth is renewed like eagles. Man, you know, I cannot hear that like, bless the Lord. I just like to appreciate God for all his benefits. I hear it more like the guy running down the hallway. Woo! I got I got the part. I got the. I can play in the game. I can. The thing I've always wanted. I'm going to have. He fell down at his face, giving him thanks. There's something I miss about where I came from. Something I think I still need a little bit of. A little stopping. A little giving thanks. A little loud voice. A little falling on my face. And I can tell you right now, if you, you, you want to talk about something that feels good, just crying it all out in the carpet, stopping and telling God that you love him and that you appreciate him. I love some of the written prayers we read and I hear some and I say, what, what? but I don't think the man had a written prayer. It probably didn't even sound pretty. He probably couldn't even sing on key like your pastor. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. It's actually hard to sing off key. You may not agree because you, you hear me sing the wrong words, but anyway. Now, do you guys, can, do you, can you stay with me just a minute? Because it, I, You know, I remember God in my life from my earliest memory. I don't have a memory of not knowing God. Now, I used to think there was something wrong with that. But now I understand, according to God's word, there's something really, really wonderful about that. My mom and dad, they may have taken me to a different church than this, and they may have done different things than that, but they came to the house of God. My mom and dad... Uh, they took me uh, not only to the house of God, but they brought people in our home. And my whole life was filled with the uh, Bible study chart in the corner and the, the Word of God being discussed around our table. And I remember uh, going to church way too many times, brother, and saying it's so late that, that you know if we'd have been in the neighborhood, they would have called the police for staying up too late and making too much noise. I remember countless times falling asleep in church when I was a little boy and, and they would put us under the pews and, and the people would praise the Lord. And, and I'm not here to, to say anything other than I am thankful for that. Now, I'm not saying we need to have revival every week and we need to run around the building and bust out the windows and swing on the chandeliers. We never did any of that anyway. 
But I'm thankful that I had a mom and a dad who took me to the house of God. Any, any kids in here like that? You know what I got to thinking of? I got to wondering how many babies have been born into this church since it started. How many of them have never known a day when their, their mom and dad did not serve the Lord and they, they didn't know what it was like to come home to a broken home? Your kids don't know. They don't know what it's like to come home to a quiet, sad house where mom and dad aren't in love with God. They're not in love with each other. They don't know. And I want to be thankful for that. I remember wanting to serve God my whole life and, and I wanted to, 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 to serve Him in any way. And, and I prayed, I prayed and prayed for so many hours. And, and, and you know, I cried. I remember being a teenager and saying, Oh, use me, Lord, use me, Lord. And, and we would sing that song. Oh, whatever you have to do to me, don't let me. Be lost for eternity, for above all else. And I remember singing that song. I remember singing the sweet chorus that we don't sing here, but I still sing in my heart. Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus, oh there's just something about that name. Oh my master. Oh, my Savior, Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim. I remember singing songs like that and praying and calling out to God and and crying and saying, Lord, I don't want to to love the world and I don't want to follow after the things that, that, that all the world is running after. Lord, I want to serve you and I want to follow you. And I said, oh, Lord, make me. Lord, make me an instrument of your love, oh God. And we would sing about that. And I would cry. Why can't we do that? We can cry about the country music letters from home, or I'm already there, or... But when we get in the house of God and even in our worship to God, we somehow feel that we need to be a little bit more dignified. I don't think we ever need to be more dignified than Jesus would want us to be. Amen? I'm not advocating a a wholesale change in anything, but what I'm saying is there's something in this old pastor's heart that longs for a fervency and a stopping and a giving thanks that I miss a little bit that I would like to be able to give to my children where our heart calls out for God. I started thinking of you and your stories and I I started thinking of my own story and I thought I can't even I can't tell it. It it hurts too much because it because God it just I'll just break I'll just I don't I'll fall apart I'll fall on the ground. 
When's the last time you stopped and remembered what God has done for you? I remember a, a point in my life, and it was, it was around the holidays, and uh, I remember thinking that I had completely destroyed my life. I remember laying on this really thick carpet, and I was under a, a Christmas tree that needed taken down for a long time, and I had a horrible, horrible holiday. Everything I loved about it was just impossible to be a part of, and... My heart was broken. I'm laying in the floor, Becky, and I'm pulling out these little dead pine needles and I'm putting them in the, in the carpet. And, and, I, and I was so broke up, I couldn't even cry. And everything seemed so gloomy and so hopeless. And I remember coming to a place of hope where the devil sidled up to me and he said, you know, you know how you want to deserve God. You know how you wanted to have children, you wanted to have a family, you wanted to be a minister. You know, he said, you know, all those things. You'll never have them. And he said, you know, you're going to be a sad young man. And you know what would be good? You need, you're going to make everybody depressed and everybody sad and they're going to see your life and all it's going to do is disparage God and it, you just need to, you, know, you need to put your life out of everyone's misery. You should take your life. Oh, I remember that day. I remember going, yeah, that's right. That's what I ought to do. I remember thinking, well, how can I do it? You might go, Pastor Mark. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you what. If I start, if I start in on what God has done for me since the day that the devil said I'd have none of those things, I'm telling you right now, you, I could never stop talking. You, people are impressed that St. Augustine took 20,000 words. I'd, just get, I'd be in my opening salvo at 20,000 words. God has done so much for me. You ever, heard of, you ever heard that song? He's done so much for me that I cannot tell it all. And I'm telling you, there's something about that. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're missing something. That Pharisee, remember that, who invited Jesus over to the house and that woman was there. And, and all he could think about was how filthy that woman was. And all that woman could think about was how good the Savior was. And he reminded her, don't you understand that they that have been forgiven much love much. They that have been through hell on earth. Those that have been through suffering and difficulty and hardship and they have seen the hand of God pick them up and pull them out of the miry clay. It's all right to have joy for that. Do you know where we went the other day, Christina? I don't want to hurt you. We went to Applebee's on purpose with Kyle. And we sat in the booth that we sat in the booth with you. Do you even remember where it was? Oh, Walked in the door and they said, we don't know if you can fit in that booth. I said, oh, we're going to fit in that booth. I said, that's my booth. I looked over at Kyle and Kyle goes, I remember that booth. How many years ago was that, team? 
11 or 12 years ago. Her life was on the balances, right? It was there. It was like, it was like right there. Where's, where's it going to go? Tim, you weren't there, buddy. And we're like, well, maybe if we take her to eat somewhere, Kyle's in town, maybe, maybe if we could talk to you. Remember that, Benita? Is she going to come near? Oh, yeah, I think she's going to come. And there she was. And, and she was coming in. And she was coming from a life she doesn't want to remember. Right? And she came and she sat in that booth. And I remember sitting there. And I just. So I said, there was Kyle. I'm like, man, I love this booth. I don't ever want to forget what happened on a, on a, on a day in this booth. When I think of the goodness of Jesus. And all that He has done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! Praise God for saving me. Jesus asked the leper in verse 17, He said, Were there not ten who were cleansed? Isn't Isn't that a good question? You're like, what is wrong? The pastor's gone crazy. He's crying. He fell on his face on the platform. What's wrong with him? My question to you is, were there not ten? Anybody want to jump up here and grab and fall up on the platform? You can. We're not having an altar call. Don't get scared. They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. You know what thankfulness does to us and for us? It makes us whole. You see, leprosy takes off the ears and takes off the fingers and they lose a lot. And these men, they, their leprosy ceased. But this man was made whole. Arise and go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Maybe some of us could leave here whole today. If we stopped the train and we got off and we gave thanks to God. If some of us said, you know what, I know I'm busy, I know I got things to do, but you know what, wouldn't it be nice sometime to just stop and just, just, just walk through it? You don't have to do it here in this church, you don't have to do it at the altar, you don't have to cry here. But I'm telling you, I started to go through, I started to go for, if I started with my wife, I I thought I'll just die right here. I'll just, just die. My wife's entrance into my life was, it was no less dramatic than my salvation. And it was indeed a salvation for me. And then my oldest son, Nathaniel, was like Ephraim for me. You guys remember what his name name meant? See, Joseph, as he had spent his time in prison and spent his time in all these bad ways, he'd been sold by his brothers. He got married and God gave him a son and he named him Ephraim because it says, God has caused me to forget. 
And if I started on Nathaniel and all that God gave us with him, and he was all that God ever gave, man, that'd be a lot. If God had never given us children, we would have had more. I remember praying a prayer with my wife, a prayer. I don't know, maybe if you've ever thought about praying it, but I'd recommend it. And you go, well, he was supposed to quit preaching. No, I'm not. I'm not done. I remember feeling so thankful to God that I called my sweet wife to my side and I said, we're going to pray. She said, well, we're going to pray. I said, I said, I said, honey, God has already given us more than anybody should ever have right now. And I said, we need, we're not going to ask God for anything else. Nothing. We don't need anything else. And we're going to tell God, we will go anywhere. We will live anywhere. We will not have children or we will have children or whatever you want. God, we're not asking you for nothing. You remember that prayer? Send us where we want to go. Send us, I don't know. We didn't specifically say not to give us kids or anything like that. But we just said, God, we don't want anything. You've given us enough just in giving us a second chance to live. And God has abundantly blessed me. If I start down all my kids, I'll just, I'll pass out on the floor right here. You, you probably pass out from hunger pains or something. <laughs> I got so worked up yesterday in the middle of the afternoon. I'm like, Amy, I need you to do something. I need you to, we need, we need to have a craft. Do you guys remember those? You guys remember those pre Thanksgiving crafts you guys ever, and you make pumpkins and all that. You guys, did you guys ever do that? And you cut out a pumpkin. No, has, did you, anybody of you ever go to school? What on earth's wrong with you people? Did you all not have Sunday school teachers? I wanted to, I'm like, we need, we, need to, we need to cut out pumpkins and, 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 and like put them on the walls, you know. I, I, yeah, I did. I went crazy. I lost my mind at what, three in the afternoon on Saturday? This was a good thing to have, throw Amy's direction. She's like, well, you know, she's texting me. Now, Pastor Mark, I don't know exactly what you're talking about exactly. Because it was text, you know. But maybe we could do something. I said, that's all right. I've just gone crazy. I remember when I would cut those little deals out. I just remember feeling thankful. I remember, when else do you see a cornucopia? Who even knows what that is? Right? Much less who can spell it. But for me, it was like a picture of my life. Even as a little child. Look at all I have. Look at all that God's blessed me with. And every little pumpkin and every little gourd and every little thing. I was, to me, was just like, I got so much. God has given me so much. And I just remember this, you know, the sound of the scissors and all that. And I just remember thinking about it. And it was really it's kind of my little thing. Who can stop this week and give a little bit of thanks? Can we stop and give thanks? Can we sit with our children and can we tell them about what God has done? Maybe they call it the Toledoth, right? Like Toledoth, Derek's business. Maybe you ought to start practicing, Jonathan and Ashley. Start practicing that story. Little Nora, things weren't always this good. There's this place and we're going to drive you over. We're going to drive you over to West Broad Street to CC's Pizza. What are we going to do over there? Oh, I'm going to tell. Oh, come on. Little Nora, do you know in there you can eat all the pizza you want for a given fee? 
but I got something over at CC's Pizza, my life changed. You wouldn't believe how Mama looked when I went in there. Mama's hair didn't always look like this. <laughs> Dad was nowhere to be seen. Dad was learning code in Wisconsin. <laughs> I ate so much pizza. I'm serious. We, God calls us to stop, to remember, to tell the story. This is what I was. And I think that's a way of being thankful. And the Bible says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. You want to get on a right path for your family, Heath? You start saying, you, you need to remember where you were going. You need to remember the life that, that you would have been on and the life you would have lived had Christ not come into your life. said, so, you know, I would have, I might have been killed in a, a bull ring or whatever. Or, yeah, I'd have, I might have a few more belt buckles. Or, I don't know. The biggest highlight of my life might have been the deer hunt we just did. That might be it. That buck, that old Patrick buddy, that was a good looking buck. I asked your mom if you're going to bring it to church today. And you know what? You could have. Because your pastor's gone a little bit crazy today. But if we could stop and we could give thanks, I believe it would glorify God. Maybe in the middle of your story, Steve, you might just break out the front door and run around the building a couple times. What are you doing, Dad? They're like, that's what we used to do every Sunday. Woo! Get an organ up in your living room, play it a little bit. What are you doing, Mama? Oh, that's what we used to play. That's who I was. But, but you know what? One day, God heard my cry. I don't mean he saved you from the organ. That's not what I'm saying. God saved me from a Hammond B3, and now we have a Poly 61 programmable polyphonic synthesizer. Maybe some of us could leave whole today. Maybe some of us could be made whole if we stopped and gave thanks. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for calling us to a stop, to a rest today. Lord, I feel guilty about resting I wondered if rest was, and I needed rest because I was weak or I was lazy. And a man reminded me, he said, well, did you know that God rested? And that just happened this year. When he said that to me, he blew my mind. He reminded me that you rested, that you stopped. God stopped. Lord, your scripture says there remains, therefore, a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into that rest has ceased from his own works as God has done from his. May we labor, and it is hard work to stop. May we labor to enter in to your rest today. In Christ's name we pray. And all the church said, Amen. Amen.
Hello, this is Pastor Mark Robinette of Foundation Church. Thank you for taking the opportunity to listen to our audio sermons. We would love to hear from you if you have any comments, questions, or just to let us know how they served you. Go to our website, www.foundationfellowshipchurch.org, and send us a note. Thank you, and it's a pleasure to serve you.